Well, hi again, folks. Uh, <clears throat> it's great to be back here. I'm actually back to, back at home after my wonderful, brilliant uh, holiday that I had in the Kruger National Park. I had to speak about it last time, and um, it's so nice being in that park and just enjoying the the wildlife and just being out there. It's just incredible. But as I said last time, if you ever get a chance, you need to come up there and uh, just enjoy what I enjoyed up there in the Kruger National Park. It's so beautiful. Anyway, um, the second or last time we spoke, I remember we spoke about woodpeckers. And uh, we had a nice chat about the different woodpeckers. And uh, the main thing is that sort of, that uh, woodpecker is all about. And uh, so I want to carry on with these uh, lovely birds. I did mention that we had uh, seven of these beautiful uh, woodpeckers here in South Africa. And um, I know we have uh, nine of them in Southern Africa. But the uh, the other two, the speckled-throated and the green-backed, are both found only sort of right in the top of uh, northern Mozambique in South Africa. And uh, so obviously there's all, they're also found in sort of that um, Afro-tropical regions, but not here. Um, so I want to talk about the other woodpeckers, the ones we here. I know last time we spoke about the largest one, which was the ground woodpecker. But uh, now I'm going to have a very, you know, fairly brief chat about the, the other six. And these are the Bennets, the Golden-Tailed, the Nasner, the Bearded, the Cardinal, and uh, the Olive Woodpeckers. Now, um, <clears throat> the smallest of these is, in fact, the Cardinal Woodpecker. And um, this little fellow, or gal, uh, they, they're quite common but they are smaller than the others, as I've just said. I tend to repeat myself a lot. <laughs> I suppose you've really picked that up on the way when I do my chats. But anyway, sometimes I forget what I say, but anyway, it's just the age. But uh, in most parts, they they found, except in the, the, you know, the very arid and, and sort of semi-arid areas, um, they run about, well, I say they're smaller than the rest, because the rest are about, you know, they go up to about 16, 18 um, centimeters. These are 14 to 16 centimeters. Um, and most of the woodpeckers look a lot alike. You know, they've got these uh, crown, these red crowns. Some of them have got red crowns, some have got um, dark uh, crowns, like blackish crowns. But this one has a red hind crown and, um, and on the nape as well. And it's got a very dark brown forecrown. So you've got the, the red at the back of the crown and the sort of dark brown on the foreground. And on its back, it's, you know, it's kind of like a dull olive color, as most of them are. And it's got little small white dots and bands. Uh, it has a very pale sort of underparts. But you know the thing is, as I said, I'm trying to explain it to you, but it's uh, really, it's, it's, it's the best to go and have a look at it in, 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 in one of the books and, and see what it has. But uh, the under parts has little black streaks in them and uh, a little bit different from the female because she's over the darker foreground and um, sort of dark crown you know well I guess yeah and the female is slightly smaller um, the male and the female normally sort of go ahead and make a hole together in the underside of a dead tree uh, around about two meters from the ground but uh, and the thing is, they both look after their youngsters you know, when they when they've had their little eggs, and they've got a, a, a 
really truly trap of core. The uh, sound of the uh, cordal woodpecker is something like this. Hopefully you can hear this all right. Yeah, it's, it's like a long... You'll also hear their drumming. You know what? Yeah, they're drumming. That's the type of knock that they have when they hit the wood, the dead wood, and when they communicate with each other. You hear that? Duck, 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 duck. Oh, there we go. That is the sound of the uh, uh, cardinal woodpecker. Most of these uh, woodpeckers have basically the same characteristics. So, you know, I won't repeat a lot of them, but uh, as I said, you know, as far as the color goes, as I mentioned just now, um, but I'm going to name them all. I'll name the differences from between the different ones so it makes it a little bit easier. But um, the next one I talk about is very common in my area. Well, we do get the cardinal as well, and the olive down on the south coast here by Amdoni Park, right here by this beautiful Amdoni golf course. I've, I've said it quite a few times. Lovely bush down here. We have the golden-tailed woodpecker, and um, they're mostly frown, found uh, frowned. <laughs> I'm battling today. I was on holiday for too long. I must be quite honest. Anyway, uh, mostly found in you know south of Namibia, through the Kruger, then right down through to the um, KwaZulu Natal area. Uh, as I said, I hear it quite often. In fact, as I was going to start this, I actually heard one. Um, well, before the sun sets, uh, they also got like a, a spotted back, which is slightly different than some of the others. But uh, they're mostly recognised by the shrieking call, which I'll put on just now, and you can actually um, hear them call. It's like a oh, excuse me, that wasn't very good. I'm betting I think I'm losing my voice, but I think it's better for me to actually put it, put it on so you can actually hear it. The The front area from the bare breast to about the belly um, is uh, where, where the woodpeckers mostly have their spots. And uh, the golden tail doesn't have the spots, they have streaks. So that's where the slightly difference is, as I said now, you know, from the breast to the belly. You'll see that they have these... Uh, streaks and they tend to search for their meals and pears when they especially when they've sort of laid their young ones and uh, they're often heard calling out in the forest they also have these uh, beautiful golden shafts to their tails hence the name um, and it's a fairly soft drumming sound and uh, let me see if i can get the sound for you now just a second right um, the call i'm just going to get it on for you now as i just said but uh the one thing is, just understand, you know, when we're trying to get the calls, you're going to hear some of the other birds. But listen for that. You'll hear one shriek coming out every now and again, like a Quee! type of shriek. And that is the, the call of the, um, of the golden-tailed woodpecker. There, you hear that? Here we go. Well, enough of that one. But that is uh, the call of the golden-tailed. It's, it's, it's much louder than that when you hear it, uh, when it's, especially when it's very, very close to you. But you'll see them popping around the trees, uh, feeding away and looking and sort of hitting around on the box, as I said before. And uh, they really are a beautiful, beautiful bird. I had, I had a pair, actually, uh, in my tree behind me, where I live. They actually made a hole and... Um, 
the male was there for a while, and then while he was making the hole, a female came and helped him out there. And uh, they actually had some young ones, and I had some uh, brilliant um, photographic opportunities, as you can imagine, especially when the, the, when the youngsters got a bit bigger. And then they uh, sort of came out and, and they did their thing. It was just unbelievable. You can only be, you can be so lucky when you get these chances of, of, of having these birds in your tree. And the funny thing is the next year, you know, they, they left that hole to go make a hole somewhere else because they tend to move to different and make new holes for the nests every, every time they have a clutch. And um, it was taken over by the um, plum-colored starlings. They came in and they, and they stayed there for a little while. So it was quite, quite great. Right, now we move on to the next uh, woodpecker I'd like to bring you. It's about the same size as the uh, golden-tailed. It's, um, it's the Nisner woodpecker. And it's only found along this sort of coastal belt from basically Cape Town to lower KwaZulu-Natal. And it's quite a shy uh, woodpecker as the other woodpeckers go. And, go. <laughs> and it tries to you know, be the void from being seen. And it has a density, not that it's known that you're looking, but it, I think you get what I'm trying to say. And it has a very densely spotted underpart and, and, and face. And the, the male has a reddish crown and it's got a moustache. The female um, has a faint dark moustache and a dark crown, which is marked red only towards the, you know, around the back of the head. Um, these pairs, once they sort of found each other, they normally live in, in forests or the edge of forests and or thickets and even in plantations. And they kind of move around very slowly and deliberately while they are sort of foraging away for insects. Uh, they actually prefer smaller branches in the, in the thick scrub, uh, basically where it's, you know, very well hidden. As I said, yeah, they're quite shy birds, and they'll rather look in, in fairly dense areas and on the smaller branches, which, uh, which basically is harder to see. And, and uh, if, every now and again, they don't call a lot, um, but they have this little distinctive uh, shrill note, I'm going to try and... Bee! No, I'm not even going to try. Um, I'm not really good with the woodpeckers, but some, some of the birds I can get quite close to. Um, but uh, they 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 one of the others, uh, one of the few that sounds just like the golden-tailed. But uh, uh, these... Um, these these um, uh, don't drum as far as I know. But if anyone else knows about more about the Nasna, it'd be great for you just to... Uh, leave a, a message on Facebook and uh, be great to sort of uh, talk about this. Anyway, it's sound. Um, let me get the sound again for you of the uh, Nasna woodpecker. Boy, that one was difficult. Um, I don't know if you actually heard that one properly. Um, I'm going to play this back and just see if it comes through right. A lot of other birds in there, but every now and again, you have a little shriek, uh, very similar to the golden-tailed, as I said, but it's um, uh, you know a little softer. Uh, and and there we go. Um, the next one I'm going to talk about is the uh, Bennett's woodpecker, which is a medium-sized woodpecker, um, but it's only found in the northern regions of southern Africa. It's uh, much like the golden-tailed one, as I spoke to you, uh, earlier but uh, with uh, spotted rather than streaked or, you know, barred underparts. 
the male has got an unmarked white cheek and throat. So it's quite easy to see. It's one of the things you can see. And it's also got red sort of mustachial streaks um, and, and, and crown, uh, where the female has a distinctive brown throat, cheek and, you know, and, and eye strips. So it's the Venice woodpecker is actually one of the easy ones to identify as, as one of the others I'm going to talk about just now. Um, the pairs, uh, they normally hang around, sometimes they hang around small groups and they also avoid sort of the drier scrub areas, preferring um, much more mature broadleafed like woodland um, areas. Uh, they also forage a lot for ants, uh, termites and, and, and their larvae, or larvae, what do you want to call larvae? Lava, lava. <laughs> um, but they, they, they mostly on the ground. You'll see them hop around on the ground and either on bare or you know short grass. They also feed in the trees, but um, it differs from most um, uh, woodpeckers as it is as it does excavate its hole for nesting. But uh, this this is one of the few woodpeckers that actually tend to reuse it. As I said, in the other type of I spoke about two, four weeks ago uh, when we spoke about woodpeckers and I said that they tend to never use the same nest but the Bennett woodpecker tends to use the same um, nest but uh, as I said you'll see them quite a few times or mostly on the ground or in the sort of short grass area they've got a very ringing top and a very far carrying sound, almost like a wooded, wooded type sound but uh, let me play it. Hopefully this one will be a bit better than the last one that I had. But uh, I'll just get it organized now for you. Okay, this will be the sound of the Bennett woodpecker. And gets into a call. There we go. Hopefully that sort of came through. It's uh, much more interesting. You could actually hear it a little louder. But you can imagine that one is actually uh, carried through quite a lot. The next one is actually definitely one of my favorites. I see them quite a bit, especially when I do the, um, as I have mentioned, I do do that uh, Golden Gate birding adventure. We do it every year around about February. It's always nice if you get a team together and you want to come and join us. Just look out for the um, Golden Gate birding day. A weekend, so it's every weekend. It's really, really nice, and it'll be nice to meet some of you if you want to come up that way, and come and join us. Um, and it's uh, this one's mostly found along the coast belt, and a little bit inland, as I said, now goes towards the Free State, but it's mostly on our eastern shores in South Africa, from basically close to Cape Town, through KwaZulu Natal up through into Kruger National Park. It's the olive woodpecker. Yeah, it's a fairly sort of common resident around these areas and um, normally hangs around in like evergreen forests. Um, hence, I said sort of the coastal belt because that's the most only places you can find sort of a nice evergreen forest. <clears throat> it's very distinctive by having a... You'll see it's got an all-grey head, uh, both with the male and the female, although the male has like a red crown. Um, but the thing that makes these... Uh, Woodpeckers stand out as, as also they've got a little red belly. The males have anyway, little red belly. Um, and so you, when you see this thing running around, or hopping around, or flying around, you'll just look on its belly. You'll see a little red, 
but you'll see it by the head as well. And they've got this massive core. And um, they, the rest of their bodies have this wonderful like gold to olive um, uh, coloring. They also excavate holes, as, as most of the others do, and dead trees. And this is what is so fascinating about dead trees, is that a lot of birds, including the ground hornbill, which I'm going to talk about one of these days, only use dead trees to create nests. And, uh, so it's, and, and, and that's a fact. And it's um, so important to leave these old uh, dead trees on our properties so uh, the birds can use them, because it's important to look after the, uh, the birds' future and our future and, and doing the right thing by letting these old big trees just stand there for, for a long time. Um, they tend to hang out with their partners or forage on their on their own, but um, pairs do roost in these um, in these uh, holes, and um, you'll most probably find that they normally enter just before sunset, and then they leave their their nests uh, early in the morning, around about ten minutes before sunrise. Uh, they both look after the young, and uh, the juveniles normally sort of hang around the nest for the next three months. You know, after they fledge, they sort of hang around the nest for you know, about three months, and uh, then they, they move away. Uh, really lovely birds to look at and to listen to. And they, they're fairly well known, if you know them, for their call. It sounds like, uh, let me get it on, on here for you again. Right, that is the sound of the um, olive woodpecker. Now we're going to move on to the last one, <clears throat> which is the uh, bearded woodpecker. Um, these can also be found through sort of northern KwaZulu-Natal, up, up into this sort of Kruger, and, and, and westward from there. Oh my goodness, did you hear that? Hardy does. Oh my goodness. They make so much noise sometimes, especially you know, when you really don't want them to make a noise. They get frightened and they make a little noise around the backside, but it's lovely having these birds around anyway. But anyway, let's get back to the bearded woodpecker. As I said, they from about the Kruger and then, then westward from the Kruger, you know, in the northern areas. Uh, they they kind of like the Mapani woodland. They, they're very happy in the Mapani type woodland. And uh, they also enjoy like uh, open savannas, but with the th tall trees. Um, they, they tend to stay away from the evergreen forest. And, and, and these timber plantations that we have up and about everywhere. It can also be mistaken, I think, for a lot of the other woodpeckers, but has uh, quite a distinctive bold black and white markings on its head. It cannot be missed. And it's got a very finely barred grain white underparts you know, underneath, uh, although the back is still the same color, but this, this bold black and white markings in the face, it's, it's very, very hard not to identify this as the bearded woodpecker when you do see it anyway. You know, when they when they get together, they they often forage for food separately. You'll find them going in different directions. And the male and female will not normally hang around together and, and, and forage together, but they go in different areas. Um, but when they're not together, uh, the single one will normally roost in a, an old hole, an old sort of excavated hole somewhere on its own. But a pair will, will um, make the nest themselves and mostly they'll make the entrance a little bit bigger, a little larger, then they will roost together in their own little nest uh, on, their, on their own. They also have a very uh, distinctive loud call, 
which actually sounds like this. That's the drumming that you hear, that I was talking about earlier, there's their call. Listen again to the drumming. This is what I talked about when they actually drum and communicate. Yeah, very distinctive, eh? The bearded woodpecker. He's got this lovely red forest uh, on the top of the head. There's lovely like black stripe through his eye with the big black coming, you know, the background and even the foreground is 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 and the and, and underneath the 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 beak coming down uh, their bull coming down onto the chest. But very white and black, very pied type colour. And the the female's got no red. It's all black on the head, black through the eyes, like black mustachial stripes coming down the side as I said before and um, that's the uh, bearded woodpecker and these are the the, the woodpeckers that we have but it, uh, I find it very difficult to try and explain what they even look like but it, you know it's nice to bring them up and let you know where you can find them but I always say go back to that book or um, you know I kept mentioning that you need to get one of these things so you can actually go and find out where they are it tells you where they are and where to go and find for them but you know you must listen to these um, uh, these beautiful birds. Um, just a small recap. Remember, I said that the um, they, they they normally forage around trees. A few will go on the ground, like the ground uh, woodpecker, and um, but they must be found in the trees. They 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 they're hammering on on the trees for food, as well as I said earlier, they're sort of communicating by making their drumming uh, sounds. They have these specialized toes. Two forward, the other two forward, and the other two back, which help them claw onto the the bark, and they've got these very strong tails at the back that help them to sort of sit up in the tree, properly at any angle, underneath the tree while they sort of forage, and they also got these long tongues, which will dart out their mouth down into the little uh, gaps to go and sort of forage for their food, for the grubs and things that they need, and they also make holes in the trees for the nests, and when not nesting, tend to roost in old holes. Uh, that were already excavated in in the in some of the old dead trees. Um, well, I, I just hope I've sort of uh, whet your appetite a little bit more, and uh, you'll want to go and seek these wondrous birds, and even go out there and try and listen to some of their calls. I hope the calls came out all right and you heard some of them, but you can get um, you can listen to them on the web as well, and uh, you'll definitely hear them above our everyday noises that we sort of live around most of the time. So then, there we go. Until next time, listeners, uh, I hope you enjoyed that. Um, it, it, it will get a bit more interesting now. Uh, but uh, from now until next time, from uh, Big L, cheers.